اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا الله مخلصين له الدين حنفاء ويقيموا الصلاة ويؤتوا الزكاة وذلك دين القيمة سورة البينة so I'm going to talk about this ayah from Surah Al-Bayyinah after a few little stories. Two of them are just invented stories. One of them is a true story about a friend of mine. First story, there's a man a thousand years ago. He fled the enemy and the enemy is after him. And he's running, 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 he's running out of town. And the enemy is after him. And he's running away. <clears throat> and he can't get away. He's running out of breath. He knows that they're going to be after him very soon. And when he's out of breath, he looks back and he sees at the horizon the dust of the horses coming after him. And he's out of breath. He's like, I gotta keep going, gotta keep going, gotta keep going. All of a sudden, boom! A huge castle pops up in front of him and the door is open he gets into the castle the door is shut and he is safe from the enemy and like I said it's an invented story now keep that story in mind all of a sudden the castle popped up gates open he's safe second story this one running away running away running away the enemy's after him the enemy caught him the enemy caught him, and now they're going to kill him. They're getting ready to cut his head off. He says, no, wait, 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 wait. I have this ransom. It's called ransom, and when you have money, I have this money I'm going to give you. And he was saved because of that money he gave. He said, okay, they took it, and they let him go. Allahu Akbar. Now both of these stories were fake. They were just invented. Maybe it happened, I don't know. Maybe it happened to some people. Not the first one, definitely not. Now let me tell you the story of a friend of mine. He is very, very tall. At least one head taller than I am. He played basketball in the professional French basketball team. In a professional, not the national team, a professional basketball team. And he met Muslims and he was invited to come to the masjid. Now this is in France. In France, the masjid, in France nothing is as big as in Texas. Definitely not the masjid. The masjid are small, they're a small room. I went to France and I had to pray on the person's back in front of me because that's, we were so tight that there's no place to make sujood. So he's invited to the masjid. Now it wasn't Jumu'ah, so it wasn't packed with people. It was, you know, he came in, there was already a bunch of people there. And he comes in and he hears this sweet recitation. He doesn't know what it is. He hears this sweet recitation. And then, subhanAllah, the masjid was a warehouse that was turned into a masjid. And so inside the warehouse, most of it was still a warehouse. And then there was a small part of it that was set up. There was wooden planks and they had set it up as a room with a carpet to be able to make salah. 
And inside that small part of it was where the heat was on and the people were there already, you know, getting ready for Salah coming up in maybe 15 minutes. So when he comes into their warehouse, he sees all the shoes on the floor. When he comes into that area that they had made as a masjid, he hears that recitation. He's like, wow, this sounds nice. He comes in and he smells this woof of amazing smell. Nice perfume. Not too much. Like sometimes people, they wear too much perfume. It's like, wow, that's too much. Very sweet. And he can't find anywhere that there's, you know, something, some smoke coming for the perfume or anything. Something burning, something plugged in. He can't find it. He's just, it smells so good. He felt so comfortable. Now you can guess the rest of the story. How do I know this friend of mine? Because he became Muslim. And I met him at the masjid in France. And uh, I actually don't know what he's become since then. But he was amazed by the smell of the masjid. They had some misk. Uh, that made the, smell, the masjid smell very good. SubhanAllah. So with these three stories now, why am I telling you these three stories? Middle and high school, fourth, fourth through high school, heard in assembly one of the, the days from this week. Another example. These three stories I told you, they're an example for something. You heard another example this week of a person who hires someone to do business for them. Let's say that this friend of mine I told you about, let's say I give him uh, $10,000 and I say, go do business and whatever profit you make, bring it back to me. Let's say he goes, he does business, he makes money, and then two years later, I meet him and I say, where's, where's my profit? He says, oh, plenty of profit, but I didn't give it back to you, I gave it back to my other friend. What? That's stealing, right? This is the example of a person who decides to worship somebody else than Allah instead of worshiping Allah. If I hire someone to do work for me and bring me the profits, I don't want them to turn in the profits to somebody else, turn in the benefits and all the money to somebody else. Just like that, don't worship anybody else than Allah. Now that's the example of don't worship anybody else than Allah. The next example is that person who got saved. They were about to chop his head off. He said, no, wait, I got this money. Take it, and he was saved from that money. That money, that is the way that your sadaqah will save you. When you give sadaqah, when you have a few dollars, a few pennies that you put in the sadaqah box at the masjid, or at the school, or online, or your parents swipe the card, whatever it is, that sadaqah, it is just like that person who was about to get his head chopped off and he said, no, I have this money. And he was saved. That is how sadaqah, giving away money in charity, that is how it will save you. That's the example of sadaqah. What's the next example? I'm going in order of, I'm going in a special order, inshallah. The next example is my friend who came into the masjid and the moment he walked in, it smelled so good. You know what? When you are fasting, the angels, they feel like that. They come close to you, they come close to the people who are fasting, and they go, mmm, smells so good. That is the comparison. That's what it's like when you're fasting. That is what it's like for the angels when you're fasting. So let's go back. 
First one was, if you worship other than Allah, it's like somebody giving your money to somebody else. That's number one. Number two, we said, when you give sadaqah, it's like that person who got saved because of the money they had. Number three now, when you fast, the angels, it's like the angels can smell the good sense or the good smell of when you're fasting. They're amazed. They like the perfume. Now, number four, this is the story of the one who's running, 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 running away from the enemy, and then boom, a castle pops up in front of him and saves him. That is the example of when you are not remembering Allah and the shaitan is after you, the moment you do dhikr, the moment you say bismillah and you remember Allah, the moment you say alhamdulillah, subhanallah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu akbar, or any dhikr, the moment you remember Allah and you have it on your tongue and you, and you think about it and it comes in your heart and the shaitan was after you, the dhikr of Allah is going to be like a castle, is going to protect you from the attacks of the shaitan. That was the fourth example. These examples, and I have one more that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But these examples, who gave us these examples? I told you, you heard one of them in assembly this week. Who is it that gave us these examples? Let's go over them again. When you worship other than Allah, it's like somebody giving your money to somebody else. Number two, when you are about, or if you give in sadaqah, it's like that person who got saved because of the money he had. That's giving in sadaqah. Number three, when you fast, the angels love the perfume when you fast. Number four, when you are under attack and you remember Allah, it's like a castle that comes to protect you. A fortress to protect you. Who gave us these examples? His name in English is John. John the Baptist. His name in Arabic is Yahya. Yahya ibn Zakariya. So Yahya ibn Zakariya, who is Yahya and who is Zakariya? They were both prophets. They were both messengers of Allah. They're both mentioned in the Quran. And they lived right around the time of Maryam and Isa. Maryam salamun alayha and her son Isa. Jesus alayhi salam. Maryam was the daughter of Imran. Yahya was the son of Zakaria. Imran and Zakaria, they were married to two sisters. So that makes Yahya and Maryam cousins. And Maryam had her son, Isa salam. So they're family. Also, when Maryam was born, or right before she was born actually, Imran, her father, passed away. So who took care of Maryam? Zakaria. Zakaria took care of Maryam. So they're family. They're family and Isa salam, Jesus, and John the Baptist, Yahya salam, they know each other. One day, Isa salam, comes to Yahya and says, did you convey the commandments? I got so busy with this other thing, let me do it now. Isa says, if you want, I can do it for you. I can convey the commandments for you, what Allah asked me to do. So he gathered all the Bani Israel, all the people at that time, 
in their large temple that they had. And it was packed with people. Even on the outside, on the balcony, it was packed with people all over the place. Kind of like you saw if you watched the inauguration of Joe Biden, the Capitol, with all the people outside. Kind of like that, just crowded everywhere. And he made that address to the people. And he told them about these examples. And I have one more left. But let's go over the first four again. Worship Allah alone. Don't give money to somebody else. That's the example. Somebody who worships other than Allah, it's like giving your money to somebody else. Number two, when you give sadaqah, it's like saving yourself, like that person who got saved because they had money. Number three, when you fast, the angels, they love the smell. They love the perfume. Number four, when you make dhikr of Allah, it's like a fortress that protects you against any attack. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي هدانا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله so, brothers and sisters, the message of Allah, the commandments of Allah, what He wants of people has always been the same. This is, we were talking about Yahya salam, giving commandments to the people. And I said, I still have one left, right? These are the same things that we have. Muslims following the messenger of Allah, Muhammad wasallam, it's not very different than the message that Isa got, salam, and the, the commandments that Yahya gave, John the Baptist, salam. And I started this khutbah by reciting Surah Al-Bayyina. So let's see if you can figure out what's the other, that last point that was missing. It was four, and we need a fifth one. In Surah Al-Bayyina, Allah says, they were commanded. What does Allah want of people? People are commanded to do what? It's simple. Just dedicate yourself to Allah alone. Don't worship other than Allah. Be sincere to Him. Establish Salah. Pray Salah. And give zakah. That is the right religion to follow. So what from that ayah of Surah Al-Bayyina is missing from the five points? The salah. What did Yahya say about the salah? Is it that it's going to be like a fortress saving you? Is it going to be like giving money to save your head? Is it going to be a sweet smell like the angels when you're fasting? What is it that Yahya said about the salah? Yahya, he explained, when you pray Salah, it is as if Allah is right in front of you, listening to your every word and answering your every prayer. And the moment your face looks away or your heart is not thinking about Allah anymore, Allah turns around. He's not looking at you or listening to you anymore. This is Yahya salam giving us this example. When you pray Salah, if you are focused, if your heart is connected with Allah, if your face is looking down at the place of sujood, Allah is right in front of you, listening to your every word, answering your prayers. The moment your eyes or your heart turn away somewhere else, you're thinking about what you're going to have for lunch, you're thinking about what, how much fun it was to play soccer, you're thinking about this weekend coming up, you're thinking about whatever you're thinking about, or your eyes went away, Allah turns around, 
and doesn't listen anymore. Think about that. Think about that today when we pray salah. Think about that every day. Allahumma ja'alna muqimis salah. Allah, make us among the people who are firm and establish their salah and try their best to do the best salah every time we pray. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Allah, make us among the people who worship only you sincerely. Ameen. So that we're not like giving money to somebody else. Right? Ya Allah, Ameen. Ya Allah, make us among the people who give in sadaqah to save us, like that person who was saved with his money. Ameen. Allah, make us among the people who fast so that we impress the angels with our beautiful smell and perfume. Ameen. Allah make us among the people the ones who remember you a lot so that all the time we are safe in a fortress that's going to protect us in any, against any attacks of the shaitan. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma Rabbana awzi'na an nashkura ni'mataka allati an'amta alayna wa ala walidina wa an'amala salihan tardah wa adkhilna birahmatika fi ibadika salihin. Ameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallayta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ali Sayyidina Ibrahim fil alameen innaka hamidun majid wa aqimis salah.